Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from the Auction Community Studios on this Friday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke Show. I'm Luke Wolf. What's going on? Man, I'll tell you what, I am jacked up. I have no idea why. I just jacked up right now. It is a Friday. Good Friday to all of you out there, base internians that are listening right now. The Wolf and Luke Show, ready to broadcast. I, you know, I, maybe it's the short week as well. You know, it might be the, the short four week. day work week. That kind of fit uh, like a glove. Got some nice weather outside. You yes. were blasting Lincoln Park in the newsroom. That was that. You was know fun. what? I I got to listen to a little bit more Lincoln Park. Honestly, they are they are. Really I forgot how good they are. They are and great for radio rejoins. No, too. I love that. For a rejoiner, are you kidding me? It, it got me jacked up. I'm ready to go. How about you? Well, what, it, what are you thinking I, about? I thought it was funny because, again, obviously people aren't in this newsroom. The rest of the newsroom is people doing serious news work. Right. right? And we get done with our show and of course. just hear music coming out of... Well, you know, once again, but I've got I've got an office. It's it's not my office, ladies and gentlemen, by the way. It <laughs> it's is an a, office you walked into and started playing what music is, in. What do we call it? A prep room. What, is it the prep room? That's prep what room? we call it? Yeah. I, I don't know prep room. It seems a little preppy. Yeah, that's true. To call um, it that. I mean, well, we'll I, come up I think with a good it's name. your show host, uh, you know, the, isn't it? To the office? I don't know. Show host office? That, that seems like really It doesn't really matter. We have this office. Everyone goes there. Gambo's uh-huh. in there yep. all the time. David Charles Burns sitting there. Just call it the green room. Except it's not green. Yeah, it's not. It's, no. it's rather boring. Yeah, we got to come up with a good name for that. Okay, you work on that look, okay? <laughs> Go ahead and do that. <laughs> the point is today. The point, what? It's I do it every day. Yes, but today you were like, I really got to listen to more Linkin Park. It's and then true, you started though. playing Alice in Chains. And you know what? Well, if it ever goes that way, you know, who's going to throw stones at <laughs> I, Alice in Chains I, I, right now? I can usually tell um, what sort of show I'm preparing for based on if you're playing <laughs> Alice in Chains or Metallica before the show. You know what's show. so amazing about it? And I've said this many times over the past, Space Earnings, but that kind of music had serious power over me in the dark days. It does not anymore. Thank you, Lord God, for that deliverance. But it did. It had total power over me. And it's so good to be free. Thank you. What are you going to say to that, Luke? I'm being, what are you going to say now? Told. How are you going to transition from that, which was real life, to what we're going to talk about right now, I'm which is just fun? told to ask you about a tattoo. That's what I'm being <laughs> I don't even know what I'm asking. Oh, my goodness. Maloney, Mel, I didn't stop say it. Who, who said to ask you? Yeah, right. It's, we'll, we'll go into that some other show. Oh, okay? Okay. There is a tattoo. These are the things we do not speak of, ladies and gentlemen. All right. All right. <laughs> We'll get that out of you at some point. But, uh, Maybe by the end of the show, if you keep listening, hey, look, I'll tell you. It is a Friday. Maybe you should tell us when, uh, well, Kevin Ray's coming on soon, but uh, Kellen Olsen's going to oh, join Ray, us. Ray, I think, already knows about the tattoo. Uh, Jeff Ro- K. Ray was probably there for it. Jeff Rogers is going to join us in a little bit. That's exciting. Jeff Rogers. <laughs> he was, yeah. Jeff Rogers is yeah. going to be joining us. That's great. Can't wait to talk to Jeff. The uh, the survivor, the three time special teams coach, three different regimes, three different head coaches. You want to know when you're good at your job, Basinonians? You survive three different changes of the boss, if you know what I mean, and you are still hired. He's the guy that, like, anytime they fire the head coach, and everybody's like, "Oh no, what are we going to do?" He's like decorating his office, like, "Oh, you know, I should put up more pictures." Actually, I'm not going anywhere. All right, let's talk about Drew Petzing, who was four. 
formally introduced yesterday to the uh, the Arizona Cardinals media and uh, and fans. What are you doing? <laughs> Don't worry about I'm it. Very right? Honestly, you're, you you walked watch, away. You never watch what I'm doing, and now you're all over me. Well, you're not. I... You're barely in the studio at this point. <laughs> uh, here's Drew Petzing yesterday. A big part of that vision is adapting to the players on the field and making sure that we're doing things that put them in a position to be successful, to do things that uh, tailor to their strengths, and to make it hard on the defense we're playing. So I think as we look at our opponents for next year, as we start to move through the offseason and get out on the field and see what guys are good at, that's going to be a big part of that process. So certainly there's an aspect of it now as we start to watch tape and we go through some meetings as a staff and start to put our language together. But I think that's an ever-evolving process as we move through the offseason into the season uh, if we're going to be as good as we need to be uh, come the fall. Man, I love that right there, honestly. The adaptable, the adaptability, the adaptable thing right there. These guys are all speaking the same language, and that gets me fired up. It really does, because obviously um, it's one of the reasons why you got JG going out and hiring a guy like Drew Petzing, but they all have the same mind, and that mind is where it begins That's where culture begins. It is a thought. Cognition. It fires. And then you've got like-minded dudes talking about it. This is where it begins. Now you got to go, and you got to do it. Uh, They also asked Drew Petzing with Jonathan Gannon right there, what's the offensive scheme maybe going to look like? I think a lot of that's going to be pieced together this spring and this offseason as we move towards September. Um, It's part of the process we talked about dealing with figuring out the roster and how these guys um, fit and what they do well. Um, And that certainly starts with the quarterback, as it will in in every building in this league. But um, I I think that's going to be an ever-evolving process that we need to work through. Certainly have an idea of what I want to do and what I think these players want to do well and will do well. Um, and I think that's going to be the, the big challenge this offseason to put that together. Yeah, you just, you just ter- excuse me, you, already, you just, you know, poked a bear right there because he already said, <laughs> he goes, why would you tell people we're going to play under center? You just gave it, you, I mean, don't you know how to handle the media? You know? <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm sorry. That's so good right there it is. Why would you why would you ever provide any aid, comfort and shelter to your opponent? Okay? But the problem is this right now. There's always spies that are out there. There are. There are dudes that are out there at practices. You're going to see it. Dudes that will be out there during training camp, of course. um, I'm not saying they're officially from other teams on their payroll, but there are always people that are pre-scouting. Oh, we should look for them. I'm going to look for them next year. No, seriously. I don't recognize you. If if you want to do that game, if you want to play that little game, I'll do it. All right, let's do it. Because it's really interesting. We should do it live on the air. point them out and say, I know, would that be great? That'd be great. Just kind of assaulting them. Not not, not physically, of course, but maybe verbally saying, what are you doing? We could just interrogate them on the air. Exactly. Why? Why are you here right now? I see your beard. That's not a real beard, is it? You know, I, <laughs> this is going to go really sideways. No, there are there are dudes that are out there. It, it is something that a lot of head coaches, especially in the National Football League, they worry about that kind of stuff. But yeah, you when you gonna, start playing games, you're going to see that he's under center. You're going to pull somebody's beard off, and it's going to be Sean McVay, and he's going to be like, "Ah, oh, you got me!" and he's going to run away. Yes. <laughs> 
It's not going to be Sean McVay. Oh, you okay. don't send the head guy. No. You don't send anybody on the coaching staff. And he's going to run you back and be like, sons. eat chunky soup, and then he's going to run away again. Okay, yeah, but so what is the point right here? You were making a really good point, and then I think I sidetracked. No, you, you were actually making the good point, and you sidetracked yourself. Okay, interesting. The, the idea of letting people know that Kyler's going to be under center, and the fact that Jonathan Gannon had to hear from Drew Petzing about announcing that to the media. But for you personally, Wolf, doesn't that make the next six months of your life a lot better, knowing that that's going to be part of this instead of yes, having to speculate? I, I, I can't even tell you, man, what, what it does for me because it, do, it gives me so much hope. That's what it is, basically. Hope is such a powerful thing, is it not? It's it's like when you play a football game and you line up and suddenly you're able to run the ball. It doesn't matter who you're playing. When you're able to move the ball and run the ball against that front seven, whoever it is, it doesn't matter what the record is, how good they are. But when you're able to do that, you, you think, we got a shot. We can do this. We can win this game. Hope is incredible what it does to you as a player to go out and think, we got a chance to win this game. I cannot tell you how many times I took the field knowing we're probably going to lose today. Oh, Luke, just how many times? As a guy that played 10 years in the National Football League and never went to the playoffs, never played on a team with a winning record, 8-8, eight eight, that was it. I might leave that off your resume. Okay, can I tell you right now, though, how many times it, 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 it hardened me? It did, basically. It hardened me. I didn't care. I, I didn't care. I didn't need your hope. I was going to go out and make you hopeless and got killed often <laughs> as I was trying to make you hopeless. Just understand that. And you missed this. Still. <laughs> uh, all right, when we come back, what was the first scrimmage like for Kevin Durant with the Suns? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All I there's a lot of stuff that goes around on the internet about when he'll be back. We're still on the wait and see approach. Wolf and Luke, KD, Countdown. Countdown. Isn't this the song you were calling for yesterday? Um, was I calling for it yesterday? It during a break, you were singing it, and you were yeah. like, "Who is that?" I don't think you told Command and Control. Maybe uh, you did. Yeah. I don't remember, Luke. All right, I don't remember what I had for dinner last night. Okay. Sushi, probably I, sushi. It, it was. Was it? Really? Yes, <laughs> yes. Because I'm back on it right now. I got my treadmill basin audience. That's right. I got it. Out running. I was running this morning. As a matter of fact, boom, 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 boom. Love the pound. No injuries. Love the pound, man. No tooth injuries. Uh, no, I did not fall. If okay. that's what you're asking, I did not. Uh, I just love it. Got the new treadmill, and we are ready to roll. You ever considered just setting it up like on the sidewalk? walk in front of your house and just running no. at people but not actually getting toward no, them? Okay. No, not at all. Well, maybe in the no, summer. No, I just, I do it in the garage. Mm. With the door I don't, open, I don't, I don't like people watching me. Uh, well, yeah, I mean. I seriously. Okay. Who does? There's people. Well, there's a lot of people. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, like 80% I'm, I'm of the think. population. There's a lot of people actually can't wait to get out and run. Have you heard of Instagram? Run around. Your shorts are a little high, dude. That took a turn. Okay. All right. So this is Monty Williams from uh, practice yesterday talking about what Kevin Durant did in practice. Because here's, here's where we are. 
Everybody was hoping Kevin Durant was making his son's debut tonight, and he is not. Now, he could still make it Sunday, but it sounds more likely that it'll be Wednesday in Charlotte. So what we have now, instead of a a, a game where Kevin Durant's playing Wolf, is uh, updates from KD's practice. Here's Monty Williams. He did um, everything today, so we'll see how all of the guys respond to what we did today. Today was probably close to the longest practice we've had um, all season long outside of training camp. So it was good to see everybody on the floor um, scrimmaging and getting after each other, chirping, uh, tons of drills. So we'll just see how everybody responds. I don't think he really gave us much there, to be honest. Yeah. He described what practice is. Yeah, okay, he he did, but man, that sounded really good right there. The the hardest practice they've had all year since training camp. Man, that that got me fired up. Okay, good. KD was he involved in that? Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> okay, so why isn't he playing tonight? Well, Let's go, roll him out there. This shall is, we? This is what. This is the point of the season. When guys were talking, Chris Paul was talking earlier this year, okay, we, we want to make sure we peak at the right time. We want to ramp it up at the right time. Tonight officially marks the start of ramping it up at the right time. You're in the final quarter of the season before the playoffs. This is it. So I like hearing that they had their longest practice of the season, yes. one of their longest practices. go Because you should. Tonight, I mean, it, it starts tonight. I know Kevin Durant's not going to be playing, but it starts tonight. This is really it. Like, this is your stretch run into your playoffs with, I would argue, the highest expectations that maybe have ever been on this team. I wasn't here for the Barkley uh, 93 run, but you knew Michael Jordan was waiting at the end of that run. Now there isn't really, there's no Michael Jordan, obviously, waiting at the end of it. I and mean, there's tough teams, but I would say the, the era of potentially the highest expectations the Suns have ever had on them starts tonight. Now, here's Devin Booker's reaction to the first uh, scrimmage with Durant. It makes it a lot easier. Uh, we just had one scrimmage and obviously less attention on me, less attention on Chris and, and the other guys. And, uh, you know, we're gonna, we, we all know how to play the game. I, I said before, I think our games complement each other very well. Um, they're all unselfish players. that know how to play the game in the right way. We also have the ability to do you know, very, very talented things out there. So, you know, defining that balance with each other is, you know, what these next 20 games are going to be about. You know, it's so interesting because we had a great story on ArizonaSports.com, as a matter of fact. I forgot who wrote it, ladies and gentlemen, but we had a great story up there. I think it was Killer. Maybe it was Kel- maybe it was Kellen Olson, right? Yeah. I don't know what the story is yet. Yeah, but yes. exactly. But he Kellen. actually had a quote in there from Devin Booker, who came out and apparently had a couple of scratches on his oh, arm yeah. because it, was, it was so brutal, right? Yeah. It was a brutal, tough practice. They went at it. And, you know, somebody asked Buck about it, and he said, you should see the other guy. <laughs> that what a great quote that is. I mean, just seriously, I, I Devin Booker. We we just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. But I know that human nature and so much of human nature is taking things for granted, isn't it, my brothers? It is. It's just one of those deals. We tend to take things for granted naturally. Uh, I hope we never take Devin Booker for granted. He, he is everything that you want your superstar to be. He really is, man. I, I don't think he'll ever away, dude. be taken for granted in this city, considering the era that he broke into the league in for the Suns. And now that was the 
dark ages of the Phoenix Suns, and he stuck around and turned it around, and he's absolutely the catalyst for it. And I, I, because of that, I still think he's the most relatable guy on the Suns for fans because they're like, you know, that guy's actually been through it here. He knows what it's like here when it was uh, when it was bad. He knows how much the Suns mean to this city, and um, they they measure what they measure. Uh, player efficiency rating in basketball like that's like one of the newer analytics that they, Booker has to lead the league in word efficiency when he does when he does an interview <laughs> he doesn't say a lot of words he doesn't but it's good but it's always it's yes. always good it's always quality yeah he's not just like babbling on and giving you cliches uh, here's more from Devin Booker it's always tough you know because he can give you a little bit of space and you feel like you know you have room to shoot and he can still get a good contest on it or get a finger on it and you know, so it's really tough, really tough to score on. I've played one-on-one with them at, at USA, and, you know, we've got a little bit in this week, too, so you know, he's a tough person to score on. Yeah, Kevin Durant's a good defender. That's That gets lost in the shuffle here because you traded away a I know. great defender, but Kevin Durant can defend. Yeah, I love what Book just said right there. It makes so much sense, doesn't it? You got a guy who's a seven-footer out on the wing who's got an incredibly long wingspan as well where he can actually back off you, back off you, and make you think you got a shot. Hey, you know what? You're going to back off. Man, I'm going to take that. And all of a sudden, he can actually get a finger on it. He actually it's interesting because he averages I I think it's 1.5 1.5 blocks per game. He actually averages more than DeAndre Ayton. I mean, they're almost the same height. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, DA is, oh, look at seven foot. Yeah. Kevin Durant is what? He's listed at 6'10", but watch him. He doesn't look like he's 6'10". And, and there's not a lot of guys that you're like, oh, that guy's listed at 6'10". That's that's way too short. He's much taller than that. But it's the wingspan. That's it's what it deceptive. is right there. And it it is that. Durant averages twice as many blocks per game than DeAndre Ayton. And we, you know, we know DA's not a great rim defender, not a guy that is going to go up and challenge an awful lot of shots. We understand that. But to your point about Kevin Durant and KD being a good defender, there it is right there. That's probably a good guy to learn some tricks from, too, if you're DeAndre Ayton. I mean, you, you, you can't possibly think if Kevin Durant's trying to get a ring in his first ring outside of Golden State and he's looking at DA and seeing, like, you could fix this easily. Here's a little trick that I learned. You can do this. Look at you have this height, and all of a sudden, DA's block numbers go up. I, I mean, that's I almost expect that to happen, don't you? Yes. And once again, never forget about Mike D'Antoni and his approach as to a guy and whether or not a guy is a good defender. <laughs> My guy scored thirty. Your guy scored eighteen. Who's better? Oh, Who's a better defender? Right. That was his philosophy. I love that. And that's KD in a nutshell. What makes him such a good defender is the fact he's putting 30 up every night. <laughs> that helps. And that helps. It does. But, you know, you got to keep that in mind as well. Uh, here's one more from Monty Williams on when Kevin Durant will be able to return. I haven't heard this cut yet. I'm guessing he doesn't give us a date, but I'm going to play it anyway because at this point, here we go. It's it's crunch time. He's not going to play tonight. That's That's fine. If he doesn't play Sunday, okay, that's fine. Let's get him back after that. Here's uh, here's money. It's a combination of, you know, obviously what I see, but it, what I see is based on the medical team giving him clearance, but him feeling um, the level of conditioning, the level of sharpness that he needs to uh, be at before he steps on the floor. So I think it's a combination of things. But most important is just making sure he's uh, comfortable. Uh, all of our guys. 
want to get on the floor, and he's he's as competitive as anybody I've ever been around. So I'm sure, you know, once he gets to a certain level, as far as sharpness and cardio, he'll be back out there. That's the thing about it, cardio. You, you always just take it for granted. Speaking of taking things for granted, that's what you take for granted. Cardio. You should let him borrow your treadmill. <laughs> hey, KD, you want to Sunday. come over, man? That's fine, man. You come over. You're going to have to get out there around 530, though, bro. They showed, because the Suns now are like the, the hyper focus of everybody nationally, although I'm watching something. <laughs> you see this TV in the middle? No. The what? headline. What type of noise could the Lakers make? <laughs> well, I don't know. They're like 14th in the West. Probably not much. <laughs> it is. This is literally the headline on TV. Oh, right my now. goodness. Stephen A going off on the Lakers uh, once even, again. Even he looks like, well, let's see. There's 18 teams in the league better. Why do I have to talk about this? Right. Uh, but in general, there's been a lot of Suns focus nationally <laughs> to the point where yesterday they were showing like slow motion film of, uh, of KD from the practice facility doing a push up. Did you see that? Yes. They're like, KD, working out, not going to play Friday. Like, okay, right. I did like the dunks, though, showing him actually out there okay, practicing. If, he throwed it down a couple of times, man. It was great. How much sharper does he need to be if he can D-up Devin Booker? Just, and Booker's like, yeah, he's tough to score on. That, that's probably sharp enough to play in the NBA. Just throwed it, bruh. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, what are the Cardinals going to make their culture be under this new regime? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Ron Wolfley broadcasting with Luke Lipinski, and we like Lincoln Park. You like Lincoln Park, do you not? I do, but I have a controversial take for you. What? This is my least favorite Lincoln Park show. And I know it's like everybody's favorite. Okay. But I do. Lincoln Park's very talented. Okay, very good. Yeah, okay, excellent. I, I just like it when they kick it in right now. They, they do an excellent job of breeding emotion because they will bring it down and then they will kick it. How you like doing this Friday, yeah. ladies and gentlemen? Luke, how are you, man? I know, I'm just jacked. I'm surprised the hat isn't already oh. backwards. 10.30. Let's go right now. Anyone got a mouth guard? I got to get that. I have to do it. I have it's, one in my car. You know what's amazing about it? I have it? one wrapped. Like, it's well, I brand don't want new. yours. No, it's brand new. Obviously. It's still in oh, the packaging. Brand, oh, it's brand yes. new. But I need you it. Know what, is it. Is it the kind you can actually mold to yes. your teeth? Like you actually melt it, yeah. right? You, you, you put it in a, a hot water, of course, boiling water. I really burned my new, mouth once do doing that, by the way. I know, but you see these new mouth guards, man. They just stick it in there, and it's it doesn't even conform to your teeth. Well, you can do whatever. It's you awful. Want. It really is. I mean, you can wear them without doing that, or you can mold. Them. I would never do that. And my brother Craig never wore a mouth guard when he played. Played guard in the National Football League for twelve years and never wore. No wonder why his teeth are falling off. <laughs> Next time we have him on the show, we have to ask him to confirm that his teeth are falling yeah, out. they are. That's what Wolf just said hey, about him. Hey, Craig, don't grin, okay? You know what I mean? Yeah, I got a topic for you, and Wolf, I'm not sure you're going to want to talk about this one, but this is where we're going to go anyway, okay? Okay. How do you feel about building culture on a football team? Oh, 
Yeah, you know what? It just kind of hit me listening to Drew yesterday. Drew Petzing, of course, the offensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals and his presser. And then it just thinking of Nick Rollis and what Nick sounded like. And then all the way back to Jonathan Gannon as well. And some of the things, the words they're using. It's very important that you understand, Basinonians, that this is how culture forms. It is a thought. It starts. It's, it's a little bit different wherever you go, but it starts as a thought. Cognition fires, does it not? And then that thought is spoken. You have to speak it into existence, if you will. And then you need people to actually grab hold of it, understand it, and model it. That's how it works. It's one player who starts, and then you need two, and then you need three, and you need them to be your best players. They have to be the ones modeling your culture, and then everyone jumps on board. Because if you get enough dogs into a locker room, even the cats start barking. Isn't that right? I thought you were going to address a specific cat out there that you know that barks. Usually you have a specific name when you there say There are some that, right? cats in a locker room, even a National Football League locker room. There are, and there's nothing wrong with that. You need some cats. But just let them bark, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Jonathan Gannon uh, talking about accountability from the players this week. As hard as we're going to be on our guys, we're going to love them up even more. And that that's that's how you win games. But I think that ultimately we're going to show them the way that we want things done. And the players sitting here right now are going to take it over because the ultimate accountability comes from not wanting to let your teammate down with how you're doing going about your business. So, um that's uh, there's there's a lot of different ways to get that done, and I look forward to doing that with our guys, and uh, that'll be one of the major things that that we hold our hat on. He was on uh, Bickley Murata for Newsmakers Week today, and uh, he he said flat out, you know, I'm I'm not somebody that usually likes to talk this much. Was the way he put it. He's like, is I, that I, right? Yeah, he said. He's. I'd rather go prove it. He said. I think he said the proof's in the pudding. I'd rather do how that. About that right there. He's like, this is kind of a weird two that. weeks because I'm just talking about how great we're going. I'm talking and here's more talking. Um, but he has said all the right things so far. And what I like is it's been a unified front between him and Nick Rollis and now Drew Petzing and Monty Austin Ford. Even before those guys got here, right now it sure looks like you have four guys heading this team that all have the same vision and the same unified message and that didn't always feel like the case in the past yes i mean i think that ultimately we're going to show them the way show them the way that we want things done the players sitting here right now are going to take it over because the ultimate accountability comes from not wanting to let your teammate down the ultimate accountability based on needs make no mistake is stump mitchell walking up to you going what are you doing Otis Anderson walking up, Roy Jetstream Green walking up to you and saying, what are you doing? You're letting us down. Oh, oh, okay. I guess we're playing for keeps now. That'll get your ire up. It's the accountability that comes player to player. So much of the time when a coach is screaming at you, <laughs> okay, you, you just, you kind of go, okay, well, he's coaching me. That's what he's doing. Okay, okay, coach. Thank you. I appreciate that. You take it in, you understand what he's saying, but it doesn't hit your soul, if you know what I mean. When a player walks up to you that you love and you respect, and then he says, hey, Wolf, 
What are you doing? Well, it's different. Oh, it's very different man. in that situation. That'll kill you. Here's Jonathan Gannon on uh, Flight Plan with DJ Humphreys after the press conference. Huge football character guy. So the high football character guys have to lead the other guys. Like, it's going to come from me. It's going to come from you. That's how the message you pass along. That's right. That's right. You know what I mean? Daily actions, man. That's what it's about. You know? that's, all that's already Jonathan Gannon identifying DJ Humphreys as, hey, okay, we've got the GM with this vision, and now you got a head coach with this vision, and now you've got an offensive and a defensive coordinator, but now we need players to start putting it into uh, into actual like effect here. You know Buda Baker's going to be one of them. They called him out first. I shouldn't say called out, but they, they know they can, right? And yes. so they used his name in the Nick Rallis press conference. DJ Humphreys has absolutely got to be one of them on offense. Um, trying DJ, to, I mean, DJ is... I think James Conner could be one. James Conner definitely is going to be another guy. The, he, your best players, DJ Humphreys, is a dog. He's got to be reminded once again that this is a brutal physical sport. I love that because um, I, I this this coaching staff they're saying the same things, and there was a there was an answer that Nick Rawlis gave in his press conference, and I think I commented on this yesterday, but there was an answer that he gave where he said the V word, violence, three times in his answer. <laughs> I think this is it right here. Was... Buddha sets the standard on how you play this game. It is violent. It is high motor 24-7. And I'm just picking one guy out. There's all, guy, there's all kinds of guys on this defense that play to that standard and we're going to continue to demand to push that even further and for everyone to be at that standard of playing violently and being explosive oh, that was only two so maybe yeah, that was the same one that was only two that was right two there. other times he talked about playing violently what I, what I loved about it as well and we talked about this this is this is what the demand is going to be do you know the difference in that basin range it's saying i don't care how good you are i don't care how talented you are yes that's 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 going to be important at some point in time how talented you are yeah we're going to evaluate you but can i just tell you right now you're not going to do well here unless you play the game the right way this is this is when you talk about culture this is it this is what they're saying if you don't play hard if you don't play the game in a a violent kind of way once you step in between the white lines and again that's the context we're talking about stepping in between the white lines never forget that my young crock brothers it's only between those white lines and you're never really being violent you're playing the game in an out of your mind aggressive physical way and it turns into violence on the field, but it's not like you, as a player, are saying, I'm going to be violent. You know, that that's not what it is. What it is is saying, I'm going to rip your lips off your face. And if you don't believe it, watch this. Oh, and then it happens. That collision is violent. I had actually a really good point I was going to make, but I got completely distracted when you said rip your lips off your face, and I just totally lost my thought. So I'm going to hope it's there when we come back from okay. the break. It's probably not going to be. It was, it was football-related, though. Um, yeah, 
I actually do remember it. The the regime last year. <laughs> it, it, you were being serious. It felt like, yeah, no, when somebody says rip your lips off, it is distracting. <laughs> I was trying to hold on to a thought. Now Maloney's telling me to go to break. But everybody just trust me. I had a good thought. And I will keep it to myself. Whoa. When we come back, what can we expect to see from the Phoenix Suns tonight when they return from the All-Star break? We're going to ask their broadcaster for Bally Sports. Kevin Ray is going to join us next. It's Wolf and Luke at Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Cash it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke. Brings the boom. And catching bodies on his way to the rack. Sons, game day with K-Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. Hey, there's actually a basketball game tonight, Wolf. It's been over a week, and we are... I believe seven weeks exactly away from the start of the NBA playoffs. So everything starts to ramp up officially now. Suns at home against Oklahoma City, 8 o'clock tip tonight. Kevin Ray of Bally Sports joins us on the Arizona Sports Line for Game Day with K Ray. K, what's going on? Good morning, gentlemen. How we doing? Doing good, Kay. Okay, I just want to jump right into this right now. How disappointed were you when you found out KD was not going to play tonight? Well, look, I mean, I think we were all like licking our chops and so incredibly hopeful that, you know, in in our perfect world and the way that we put things together. And when I say we, I'm talking about myself and all the sons, you know, sons nation, um, you know, what a perfect way to welcome the team and Kevin Durant back from the all-star break in that first game at home. And oh, by the way, it's against Oklahoma City. I mean, the symmetry just seemed yeah. too perfect. And as it turns out, it was too perfect because <laughs> It's not going to happen. <laughs> but it was great to think about for about a yeah, week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and look, at some point he's going to play, so it's not like it was a total uh, <laughs> loss there. Um, all right, okay, so these. it sounds like at least tonight, maybe even Sunday, they uh, still will not have Kevin Durant. We'll see. Sunday he hasn't been ruled out yet. But as long as he isn't playing, to me there are other guys that are basically competing for spots on this uh, in this rotation I should say towards the end of the season and in the playoffs are there one or two players in particular you're keeping an eye on tonight and maybe even Sunday coming out of this all-star break well, I think certainly, you know, you want to continue to see um, the emergence and and how Monty uses Terrence Ross. And, you know, he he did not uh, he was not bashful in his first game. And that's exactly what the Suns wanted. And they've got to have um, when I look around the rest of the league at some of the other deals uh, that were made. Uh, you, you look at Malik Beasley, what he did last night for the Lakers. That's that's essentially kind of what the Suns are going to be looking at for Terrence Ross. Uh, We are hopeful that we're going to see Cam Payne. That's right, Cam Payne, a guy's name that we haven't mentioned other than the injury report you know, for the better part of a month plus. So I'm anxious to see how Cam uh, gets back into the mix and if he can find that groove. And then, of course, you you look at the run that Josh Akogi is on right now, guys. And EJ and I have talked about it, uh, you know, since the deal was made for KD, that Josh Akogi could be one of those, maybe not every game starter, because I do think that Monty will, because of the versatility now, 
he'll look at matchup situations. But Josh, all of a sudden, has emerged as a guy who's playing consistently. We know what he's done on the defensive end. And if he can just add a little bit of being an offensive threat, my goodness, you, you create all kinds of pressure on the opposing defense. Yeah, no, I love that as well. And uh, Josh Akogi, too, is such an effort guy. It is incredible. You got all this talent that is out there. And I know he's very talented athletically himself, but I love watching him play, Kay. He's just such an effort guy. Having said all of this, though, what what do you think is a reasonable seed? What do you think is is a goal for the Phoenix Suns? What seeding would you like to see them get to by the end of these uh, end of the season? Well, I mean, when you're when you're talking about you know reasonable, I mean, my goodness, you know, when you look at the standings now, and really, it's been the case all season long, guys. I mean, there's just no separation. Um, as they sit right now at number five, they're only two games back, two games back of the number three spot. So that that's more than, uh, you know, attainable. And look, Memphis continues to struggle on the road. They're going to continue to be without Steven Adams for, you know, for the, the next few weeks at the very least. They're struggling on the road. It's not inconceivable to get to the number two spot. Um, and I think as you look at it right now, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what seed is considered best. I mean, Denver is currently sitting number one at 10 games ahead of the Sun, so I'm not sure that that is going to be a possibility with only 22 games remaining, but I think anywhere from two two to six is definitely, that's right there in their wheelhouse. Talking to Kevin Ray of Bally Sports, K, it's about seven weeks, I think seven weeks from tomorrow, the playoffs start, and... I don't think anybody thinks Kevin Durant needs all that time to learn how to play basketball again. He'll be fine the first game he steps in. But in terms of Monty Williams figuring out all these new pieces he has and how they fit together, and like you mentioned, like campaign, like injured guys coming back, how much time do you think Monty Williams needs here? How many games maybe out of these final 22 where he actually has his full lineup before the playoffs so he can figure out who goes where? And not that we're counting or anything, Luke, but uh, it's seven weeks, uh, 21 hours, and 33 seconds and counting. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. I, I, think, I think Suns fans have, you know, have put up that playoff clock uh, all, 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 around, uh, all around their homes and, uh, and, and the man caves in preparation for the playoffs. But, look, I think the, one of the great attributes of adding a player like a Kevin Durant and this is one of the things that, that some of the, the NBA you know insiders have talked about because of the style of play that KD has. You know, I, I don't know that Monty and this offense is going to change a lot. To your point now, in regards to the rotation, it's it's going to take a minute. But uh, I, I think that this offense is easy enough. And what Monty and this coaching staff ask of guys, I don't think it's going to take a long time. There, there's going to be hiccups. I think that it's important for Suns fans, you know, to be aware of that. There's going to be hiccups. I think the the main hiccups are probably going to come from the bench rotation is, you know, getting that figured out because they're still trying to work guys in a la campaign after missing so much time. And so I think there's going to be more of kind of rotational, um, uh, 
I guess, kind of bumps along the way with the bench more so than the starting five. You know, Kay, when KD starts playing, do you think they're going to try to ease him into the offense, just let it come naturally? Or do you think they're going to try to be intentional about getting him the ball early and letting him do what he does? Well, I, you know, when when you look at the guy who is running the offense, and I know that multiple guys can run this offense, but with Chris Paul, um, and when you look at the strengths of Kevin Durant, they are mid-range, you know, mid-range shots mm-hmm. and the pick and roll. Uh, that That's about as easy to assimilate yourself to for, for most players, not all, but for most and because KD has been around Monty and understands, and look, this is what they have been using yesterday's two-hour scrimmage. We've heard of, you know extensive breakdowns on yesterday's intense uh, two-hour scrimmage that they had. Uh, so I, I don't think that it's going to take a whole lot of adjustment for Kevin Durant or really Monty Williams. It's just going to be kind of tweaking certain sets that they maybe currently have and maybe adding another layer or two with it. But when you've got a Chris Paul, when you've got a Devin Booker, guys that understand the game on a high level, much higher than any of us, um, it's going to make it pretty easy. Talking to Kevin Ray of Bally Sports. Uh, Kerry, obviously a lot of excitement around here for Kevin Durant up to the, the point where he has a press conference last Thursday and there's a line just to get into the arena to watch the press conference. So obviously people are excited, but you know this. I mean, Suns fans and I think just Valley Sports fans in general always have in the back of their mind, okay, how is this going to go wrong or this or that? What if we flip it the other way? When you look at this offense, I mean, it's entirely possible that teams aren't going to be able to stop this offense with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. I mean, do you do we even fully appreciate what this team's ceiling might be on offense? Uh, no. And, and I think Book summed it up best yesterday uh, following practice. You know, he just said, it's going to be a problem. And he ain't lying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when you've got three of the game's best mid-range scores. Yeah. And they can, and you know, I think too often when people think about the mid range, they just think about a guy facing up at 15 to, you know, 18, 20 feet. But you're talking about guys in Kevin Durant and Devin Booker who are great with the mid range post up game. So do you understand what that does to a defense? Now you're drawing double teams. They're both tremendous passers. And, oh, are you going to drop your defender off of Chris Paul? Are you going to drop your defender or pull your defender over off of DeAndre Ayton? I mean, D.A. said the same thing. He he is licking his chops. Here's a guy that has turned that little 10 to 12-foot shot in the paint into, like, almost instant cash, like an ATM. And think about adding a Kevin Durant to that on one side of the floor, Booker on the other, not to mention the other players. So, yeah, it's going to be a problem for the opposing defense. Do you think it's going to be Sunday or Wednesday? (laughs) We're asking everybody. I'm holding everybody's feet to the fire. What do you think it's going to be right now? Wolf's asking for a friend. Yeah. No, Wolf doesn't care at all. He's asking for somebody else. Just please. Well, 
Yeah, well, my- look, I, I will say, I will say selfishly, <laughs> you know, let me just be very clear. I will say selfishly, <laughs> I hope it's next Wednesday because that, that is our telecast. You know, Sunday's game is the nationally oh. televised game. So we don't get that one. So selfishly, I want it to be next Wednesday, Wolf. You but, television you know, boys. It, it can't come any sooner. <laughs> okay, the way to say that is you want to make sure they play it safe and he's fully rested and Wednesday's the time. Not that it's just so you get to come. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know people are too savvy. They, they would read between the lines. They know exactly what I would say. <laughs> Ray with his perfect hair. Okay, we know. We all know you're on television, gay. Uh, Kevin Ray, thanks a lot, man. Take care. Love you, buddy. You got it, boys. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. That's game day with K Ray, Kevin Ray of Bally Sports calling in on the Arizona Sports Line. You know, it's a. We'll get into this, but. If Durant comes back on Sunday, because I think we've all just kind of assumed it's Wednesday, he's going to have played before the next time you and I do a show together. That's crazy (laughs) that it could be that quick now. (laughs) Like, this has just been such an emotional roller coaster back and forth of what he's going to play. I'm just going to assume Wednesday in Charlotte. Uh, When we come back, all right, what about DeAndre Hopkins? Is he going to be on the Arizona Cardinals next season? Some people believe absolutely there's no way they trade him. And other people already think he's gone. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.